Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to the Service Legend Podcast, a show for home service business owners who are looking to dominate their market and see more profit, more freedom, and more impact from their services. Hey, I'm your host, Ryan Davis, CEO and founder at Service Legend and Cardinal Concrete Coating. Each episode, I'll be interviewing home service legends, industry experts, coaches, consultants, software companies, and a whole lot more. See you guys on the podcast. Well, happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Service Legend Podcast. Um, we have a real treat for you guys today. Um, super excited to have you on, uh, Patrick Carr, owner of Blue Collar Media Group. Welcome to the show. Ryan, thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's good to be with your guests and good to be with your listeners, viewers. Nice to be here. Yeah, man. Um, for those that don't know uh, Patrick just yet, uh, which if you're not following him online, you should go do that right now. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what's the handle, uh, Patrick? It's Patrick underscore R underscore car, but you can just put in Patrick Carr, C-A-R-R, -R, and usually it'll pop up right there. Yeah, I love the content. I I just love watching the content. Like Even like the short clips that you have, they're so valuable that I feel like it's like an actual training sometimes just watching a 15-second clip. So I love that. I love the content and the value you're bringing. Thank you. Um, He's a true video uh, content expert, Patrick Carr, owner of Blue Collar Media Group. Patrick's passion lies in creating impactful videos that establish businesses as industry authorities. Uh, let's get ready to discover a video mastering and uh, turning attention into business. Um, so that's my version, I guess. Uh, just give yeah. us a little context you know, to you. We chatted, you know, just previously uh, when we were offline, kind of what you're doing before, which is awesome because uh, yeah. what you were doing, I sold merchant services. So okay. on the phone, which is almost collections. It's almost there. Yeah. You're, you're one away, man. <laughs> yeah, it's one call away or, you know, it's one office away rather. But um, yeah, just give us a little context to you, kind of what you were up to before this business. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you could just bring us to the present moment of, of what's going on with the business now. Absolutely. So um, before I did this, I was involved with collections for contractors. So I was that guy who would call um, on a Saturday afternoon to somebody who decided not to pay a contractor and try to get them to pay the money. Um, and it was a very unique job because I got to see all facets of contracting, anything from flooring to concrete. What I was doing was taking a look at estimates and taking a look at their contracts. And what we were attempting to do is collect large sums of money that had otherwise been put to the side. So it was a real unique way to be introduced to the blue collar world. Um, from there, through a few different things, that company did not work itself out and didn't do things the right way. Um, and I left that company. Um, now, not only was I doing some collections, but I was doing sales for them. And I got very fortunate that a couple of the clients who I left, um, they said, listen, you did a nice job of building that company on social media. Why don't you do it for us? And that was where Blue Collar Media Group started. Um, I know I was telling you, Ryan, just a few minutes ago that I had never edited a video in my life circa April 2021. Um, I had never bought a camera. You, I couldn't tell you an editing software to save my life. Um, what I did is I went to YouTube University and tried to surround myself with some good people and through there learned a lot 
in the last two and a half years to get us to where we're at now. Um, we have clients across the country and every different vertical of blue collar you can imagine from general contracting, roofing, restoration, flooring, cabinets, landscaping, you name it. We're creating video for clients across the board um, and we're proud to do that. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Um, what's interesting about your story is I, is I have a similar one a little bit where um, before starting this company, the marketing company, then we started a home service company, Cardinal. Um, I was a, you know, um, an employee at a company. I was a sales and marketing manager for a, um, a painting company. And then prior to that, I was out, I, I was a commercial estimator, you know, and then, and then started these companies. So, you know, I, I like that experience you have. Um, do you feel like just before we jump into some video stuff, how, how impactful do you feel like it was for you to have that business experience as an employee, um, doing those things? Like how impactful has that been with, with what you're doing now, I guess? It was impactful. I want to say this, that probably more impactful to that. I worked for Marriott for five years before that. Ironic, I know, but we can go through the, we don't have to go through the jump from Marriott to collections, but, um, you know, I think it's impactful for anybody to try to learn. I think that a lot of people, especially today, want to, want to jump right into entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. because we live in a world that is instant gratification and somebody sees something online, they can make a lot of money if they just become their own boss and they believe that they're going to immediately jump in, they're going to run a successful business, make all the money, drive the cars, when I really think there's a lot of value just taking a step back and saying, let me learn a little bit. Because you know, when somebody doesn't come into work and you've set a standard that everybody needs to show up on time, and they don't show up, and then you've got a discipline, and you've got to set standards in your company, and you've got people you like, but also people that you know, you don't want to upset, but you also got to run the show in a certain way. They don't teach you that stuff in business school. And so I really feel there's a lot of value when people learn and they get involved. Um, and then they branch out and try to do something on their own. So I'd say for me, it was a combination of Marriott along with companies like that, that helped me to be where I'm at now. I love it. I love it. Um, talking about video. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like, I'm not sure what your opinion is, but I feel like most home service business owners, most of them, probably the majority know that social media is here. You know, uh, I remember getting into the space five, six, seven years ago. It was super foreign to run Facebook ads and Instagram ads and create some videos. It was, it was just even five years ago, it was kind of foreign um, at some level to, you know, the majority of the industry. Um, and so I would say right now, most home service business owners are aware that video and social media is a thing and it's, and it, and it works for people and things like that. Um, but for the people that are not doing anything at all, mm-hmm. where they're just, they're just underperforming, they're not aware. Um, what are some, like maybe some first steps that they should take, um, to creating content or videos for the business? I'm going to give you a real unique one right here. All right. And this is something that I've really been on my mind the last few months. My biggest piece of advice I'm giving my clients when I begin with them now is to start a YouTube channel, Mm. not because people are going to watch it. They're not. And here's a really key point. You're not, I'm not telling my clients to go out there and create content on their YouTube channel because I think that their customers are going to flock there. I'm doing it because they need to practice being on video. A lot of individuals believe that because they're a great conversationalist or they can stand in front of a group of people and influence them, that they're immediately going to be good on video. Perhaps they're even a good leader or entrepreneur. It's not that way. It's a skill like anything else. 
And so what I'm advising my clients now to do is to say, listen, you're not going to step in front of the camera and immediately be impactful and engaging. What I need you to do is to get at home and to get in front of your cell phone and put some stuff out on YouTube. Let a few people watch it. Get used to posting about yourself and to talking in front of that camera. And then what happens is you naturally get better at it. You feel more comfortable in front of the scripted stuff that I give you. Or when it really counts and we've got to create something that's going to be there on social media to generate leads, you're already better at it. So my first piece of advice is go start a YouTube channel and start posting to it so that you can actually practice the craft and, and give the devil its due. It's not easy. And so the more you practice it, the more proficient you're going to become. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that's great. Um now if if so once they start practicing and they get a little bit better, um, let's jump into maybe some more practical advice for for what they're doing now. So that so now they're a little bit more experienced. And I like that piece a lot because I feel like in anything, right? It's like in sales, mm -hmm. relationships, whatever it could be, speaking. Uh, could be even a, like a nail salon. You just do a nail. It's like, you know, the more that you practice, uh, and I played sports growing up. I imagine, did you play some sports growing up? I did. I, few, I played a few of them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, sports for me was a was was big and practice makes 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 perfect, but practice makes progress mm -hmm. first before it makes perfect. That's what I think. You know, practice yeah. never makes perfect, but it makes progress. And I like what you said because making progress is what it's about. Um, do you feel like just going to the next step here, you know, practical, like what are some tangible, uh, like videos like that they should shoot? Is it, you know, is it employee testimonial videos, customer mm -hmm. testimonial videos? Is it, is it, um, B roll around the office? Like, you know, what should they focus on? You think? So I'm going to give you two different types of videos here and how you approach each of them. Let's first of all, there, one is called culture recruitment videos. The other is sales videos. I'm going to take sales. This is where you're trying to influence somebody to buy a product. It's a company commercial. It's telling them what matters in your company, you know, the services that you offer. We do one of those videos. Here's how I would tell everybody to frame those videos very simply. It's five steps and no matter what you are selling. Number one, you want to hook your client. Hook them with a nice four to th three to four second hook that you're going to get them intrigued with your video. Number two, you want to tell them the problem that they have or maybe they don't know they have. Number three is your credibility statement. This would be something like, my name is Patrick Carr, president of Blue Collar Media Group. We've helped thousands of contractors establish themselves as an authority in their industry, whatever it might be. It's a credibility statement of why I should pay attention to you. Hmm. Number four, what is your solution? Tell me exactly quickly what you're going to do for me. And number five, give me a call to action that's clear on how I can reach you and how I need to make this happen. If people follow those five steps in any sales video and they frame it that way, and they say, I'm going to make this quick, distinct, and to the point. And I'm going to give them a nice, I'm going to give them a nice hook, problem, credibility, solution, and a call to action. You're not going to be able to go wrong on your sales videos. On your culture and recruitment, I always tell people to watch their video and ask themselves if you feel any emotion. Do you feel anything when you watch this? Do I feel like you're somebody that I would like? not like a company that I feel emotionally attached to? Have you stirred something in me like anger, anything? If we create a video here and we watch it and feel nothing, we're back to the drawing board. You, the only way people pay attention to anything in their life is that it instills an emotion in them. And if they feel an emotion, they will give you attention. Mm -hmm. So as people become more proficient in doing this, separate your sales 
and your culture and recruitment videos, and then ask yourself those questions as you frame the videos. Love it. I love that a lot. Um, and I'm just kind of curious, there's five or six viewers that are live. Uh, if you guys can put in comments, uh, hashtag video or hashtag something. Um, if you are currently shooting content right now, um, and now we have a couple people live. Now, if you're on the replay and you're still listening, thank you so much for doing that. Put in comments as well. Um, if you're on Facebook or in the Facebook group, if, if, if you're shooting content, if you're on Apple or Spotify, give us some sort of email. Um, you can email podcast at servicelegend.com or just send me a message on Facebook or my Instagram, Ryan is marketing, uh, and let us know if you're currently doing that. Um, cause if you are, I'd, I'd love to know what you currently are doing. And then if you're not, obviously you should feel guilty and ashamed and embarrassed and, and, and start shooting content. But, <laughs> oh, um, right. what you, I love it, you know, cause I, I believe that, you know, um, if a, if a picture is worth a thousand words, I mean, how much is a video worth, you know? And, and I think I saw that from your video where you were saying something like that. I'm not sure if I yeah. saw it from you or Ryan Pineda, um, on, on Instagram, but, um, if a video is worth way more words than a picture, then we yeah. should be doing it, you know? And just me as a marketer, um, first is when we run videos online, whether it's top of funnel or ads or whatever, they always perform better yeah. than a picture. Um, and, um, well, Ryan, can we jump into that yeah. though? Why? Because everybody knows it. You're right. Just like you mentioned a minute ago, everybody knows that social media is here to stay. Mm -hmm. And if we took a poll then of how many people are actually creating content on a regular basis, not they did it once, you know, six months ago, <laughs> it's, it's something that is not being done. And even if it is being done, many business owners are afraid to become camera forward. What they'll do is they'll put drone footage or befores and afters, and they'll, they'll say that they're doing content. The reason that they're not, though, if we have to get real on this podcast, and people should, is because they're, not, they're afraid of the judgment of others. But here is the more specific part. They're afraid of the judgment of others in their industry, not even of their own customers. They're not afraid what their customer is going to say. It's what their competition down the street is going to say about them. It's what their kids or their husband or wife is going to say about them. And as I get involved with my clients, I first figure out that question. Why haven't you been doing it? Let's get real. Because as soon as I said earlier, you give the devil its due, it doesn't have the same control over you to be able to say, hey, I know I need to do this for my business. I've let Bob Jones down the street prevent me from doing it. He's had control over me in my mind, wondering what his opinion and comments going to be on the video. I ain't doing that anymore because he's stealing food from the table of my family and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to start doing this. That's a powerful feeling when you're able to admit to it and you're able to push past it as a business owner. Yeah, I think that that's 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 pretty strong. Um, why do you think that they're is it is it because of just FOMO or 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 jealousy or envy or or, or fear of embarrassment or like is it oh, what is it you think? Yeah, I think it's because people give, they give themselves a little too much credit, all right? The example I use is Kobe Bryant, okay? And this is not an example that some people like, but it's a true one. Kobe Bryant, when he passed some three years ago, ESPN gave him two days of coverage, and they were right back to normal programming. And that was the best, that was huge. That was the biggest news in sports of that year, maybe this decade, that Kobe Bryant had passed away in a terrible crash. He got two days worth of coverage and then moved on. But people believe that their video 
is going to receive millions of views and people are going to stop and they're going to care in his business. And they put so much emphasis on that. They get paralyzed by indecision instead of saying, Hey, you know what? People don't genuinely care that much. And the people that do probably are going to be the clients of yours. And you know what? That's a good thing. Um, but you screwing up the, you know, you mess up a word, you slip and fall, you say something wrong. Folks, they're, they're, people are paying attention to a lot more in their life. They're not going to give it the credence that you believe it, it's going to get. And then again, that gives a little bit less control over you. Mm. Um, and I want people to be comfortable in front of that camera. I want them to start to go, hey, this is my friend, not something that I should be afraid of. That's strong. Um, yeah, I know when I first started making some of my videos or just shooting podcasts, like you, you, you start to realize all of the, like the, like the normal things about yourself. You're like, wow, this is who I am, you know? And you start, to, you know, it's like, it's like sales too. You know, I, I grew up in sales and, um, if you have a really good sales manager, they're going to make you and force you to, to listen to your sales calls and, and, yep. and do call reviews and all these different things. And the moment I started doing that when I was selling cars, I was like, oh my gosh, like do I, I presented the pencil like that. Like, yeah. why would I, you know, um, but that, but that self-awareness can be a little bit of a, um, a tough pill to swallow, but if you swallow it, you could be much better for it. And so, you know, I agree uh, a thousand percent. Um, those videos that you were talking about sales videos, culture videos, mm -hmm. how, how should we use those in the business? You think like website emails, like how should we use those? Great question. So I think there are six foundational videos that every business should be creating in 2024. And they're used in various ways. Number one, everyone needs a company commercial. This is a 30 to 45 second spot that is the foundation of your brand and video. I think this is so key. Um, this could live on your website. It could be attached to your emails as a link. This could live on one of those digital cards that you're able to give to people. The, the commercial is really the foundation of who you are. If you're doing television or local television, a lot of my clients use them there. Number two, everybody needs a process video. What's it going to be like to work with you? What is the expectation and what is the reality? One of the biggest things you can give your client is peace of mind. And so if you're able to send them something in the beginning of the process, and maybe it's attached to your CRM, it goes out a certain stage, and you let them know what could expect when somebody arrives at their home or what they can expect during the sales process or production, a process video explaining everything, and it always is that way, big for clients right there. Everyone needs a culture and recruitment video. This is where you come to the heart. You talk to people in your, in your, in your business and you ask them, why did you choose to work here? I like to put together a nice montage of that where people in your business are talking about why they do it, why they chose there, why they continue to work there. It's powerful. People like people. So show your people. All right. Number four, what matters to us? Tell people your core values and principles of your company. People want to buy from people that they like and they feel like, hey, I'd want them to have them over at Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving. So why don't you tell people what the core values of your company are? Number five, services we offer. I cannot tell you every time I sit down in front of a roofing contractor and I'm like, we're going to script out what services do you offer? And they look at me and they go, roofing, Patrick, we do roofing. It says it in our name. And I go, okay, now think a lot, smart Alec. Now let's get down to shingle, TPO, right. tile, metal. Do you do siding and gutters? Um, 
like t- starting and they're like well we we kind of do metal yeah we do metal uh do you and is that something you want to highlight so people need to get clear on their services that they're offering a potential client i can't tell you the number of businesses they want us to create a video and i go what are we offering what is your offer right now and mm, i we do we dabble in this and that and we have to get down to the core services that that business is offering you need to tell your individuals about that. And then number six, everybody needs a hype video. These are great for social media. These are your 20 seconds, quick clips, music, flash, because everybody's oh. got the attention. You need that stuff. I love that. And that's a video that you need in your repertoire because it's great for Facebook, Instagram ads. People have the attention span of a goldfish. Capture them, let them see your brand, bring them in that way. Those are the six videos that we always start with as foundational for our clients. And then we can branch off into testimonials and cool stuff from there. But I want to get people established with that when we first start working with them. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I see so many companies. It's you know, it's interesting because the companies that we've worked with from a marketing perspective or friends and things like that that I've known, they 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 have what you're saying. Like they have like a video stack. And it's on the website, it's in the emails, it's on a QR code on <clears throat> on proposals or on a flyer. Like it's just like there's there's so much omnipresence happening with the same messaging and content and people and things like that. Um, and then you look at companies that are doing, you know, 25, 50, 60 grand a month that are starting out and figuring things out, and they have none of it. And so I see the, you know, the correlation between you know, building an actual company that has a brand identity in the space versus one that doesn't, I see how video can really bridge that gap. Um, I'm, you know, I'm curious cause you mentioned on, uh, you mentioned, uh, about, um, the process video. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like production? Like how we do the thing, like how we install the HVAC unit, how we, how we install the concrete coating, like the process video. If you could elaborate on that one a little bit, well, let's take a, let's take HVAC for instance. Um, normally what's going to happen there is you're going to have a technician that's going out there. They're going to be examining the the unit and deciding where you're going to do a repair, replace, what exactly is going on. That's why they're showing up there. So you've got a tech that's coming out to a home. I advise my clients in that case that you need a video that that tech can send to that homeowner or have on an iPad when they arrive. And it says this, Hey, Mr. Miss homeowner, I'm going to be going out here in just a second. I'm going to be checking on your unit. While I do that, I want you to watch this short video. You probably have a lot of questions about what this is going to be like. You've maybe even never had somebody out here. Oh, it's been three years. Oh, okay. Listen, I want you to understand how this is going to go. This video is going to explain it for you right here. I'll be back in about 10 minutes. Watch this. If you have any questions, we can discuss when we get back. But I think you're going to know once you watch this what's going to happen. Great. Great. You come back. They know exactly that you're going to show them the problem and give them an estimate. You're going to go through a price breakdown of good, better, best, whatever it is that you're going to do that's your process in your company. But you just took that peace of mind for that customer. You gave it to them and their level of apprehension in working with you went from here down to here. Because then you just have to make sure that your tech does exactly what's on that video. And that they stay with them. <laughs> because if they don't, now it's like, well, why did I watch this video? Don't take it into your own hands. You have a process in place and you've standardized it and you'll win as a company. You'll get pushback from the rep because they'll say, oh, you know, I want to do things my own way. Fine. That person may not be right for you, mm-hmm. but we have to standardize the process. And that's what these process videos allow us to do. Most companies, I'll be honest with you, Ryan, 
we'll step in front of them and it's the first time they really think about the process. They know they do it every day. The, the, the lead or the estimate goes from here over to here. It goes back over, but they don't ever think about how do we put this into video? So it's positive for them as well. Yeah, that's interesting um, because, you know, um, I think you can still use that video in so many different fashions um, in the business or, or different like stages. It's like, um, even in like ads, like top of funnel campaigns, like oh, yeah. when we've done marketing for companies that had that type of content, <clears throat> like running them as top of funnel, like employee testimonial, customer testimonial, process video, company story video, founder story video, things like that. You run them as top of funnel and then we can retarget people that watch 50% of that video, things like that. Those leads that come through that funnel, like on Facebook, Instagram, Google, um, they are way higher intent leads, oh, yeah. you know? So it's like, it, it, from a marketing perspective and advertising perspective, it it really does drive down the cost per lead, increase the intent. I'm not a quality guy. Like I, I don't believe in high quality leads or low quality leads. If anybody even thinks about doing business with me, I'm like, that's a high quality lead, you know? Yeah. But I do think about intent. It's like, okay, where are they at? Like intent, low intent, like where are they at in the funnel here? But everyone's high quality for me. But yeah. it does, what I do believe is that it, and what I've seen, not just what I believe, but the, from the facts and the, and the data is that it, it it does drive higher intent leads from the mm -hmm. website, organic, Google ads, going to a landing page, seeing those videos, Facebook, top of funnel, going do, you know through a funnel. And then even when a lead is generated and texts and emails go out, I can send that out. Like before a sales appointment, I can text that out and say, hey, before we meet you, check this out. You know, like those types of things increases your lead to appointment rate, lower cost per appointment, lower cost per acquisition, higher sales closing rates. And ultimately what we all want, I mean, videos and Pinterest and Facebook, who cares? What we want is a lower cost per acquisition from our customers, right? The lower yeah. we can buy customers, the more we can scale. And I love how this fits right into that because yeah. having video and content for your business is going to, is yes, it's, it's kind of sexy stuff. It's attractive. It's fun. It's kind of trendy, but I'm, you know, I want to support you in this and, 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 and let everyone know that's listening that if you invest in yourself with your content and things like this, it will eventually reduce your cost per acquisition for a fact. I know it for a Absolutely. fact. I, I'll add on to that there, Ryan, that one of the coolest feelings is when you get, you start getting these leads that come in and you don't have to do one thing, explain why you, because they've already bought into your brand. They know why you because they've seen your company story. They've seen your commercial. They loved you who you are and what you represent, the morals and the values. They've been brought through that funnel right there and you no longer have to explain that. So you don't yeah. have to justify cost as much. You may have to still a little bit, but now they've already bought into the brand that you've put out there. You, They know why you're a little bit more because you've shown them and you don't have to explain it to them. They've already seen it. And so now you're like, hey, listen, I've already built, you've already bought, bought into my brand. Because I've shown you I'm a professional choice right here. I've shown you the quality of the content that I put out there. And so I think it's really powerful when you no longer have to explain the why. Um, and now it's just now what you're doing is you're just getting down to, okay, how are we going to make this happen? What are the choices, the colors? What are the options? Because I'm, I'm done past that. Um, and I think video can do that for people who use it wisely. Yeah. Um, going in, into the new year, is, is there anything specific that you would recommend like going into the new year? Any specific videos? Like, is it is it like holiday videos, seasonal videos? Is there anything specific 
that we could do with video or content going into a new year? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that for me right now, the most undervalued asset, if you're a business, a B2B business, okay, is LinkedIn right now. All right. I just want, I want to put this out there right now that, you know, um, the type of video, the reaction that you can get on LinkedIn and you use their ads manager program just as a small business, you can get down to such a granular level of the individual that you're looking for. I mean, you get caught up in it like I do. I'm saying there's 200 different characteristics I can choose from. <laughs> it is very user-friendly. You can figure it out. But I think LinkedIn is undervalued right now. Um, and I think that people are, you know, obviously Facebook and Instagram, um, TikTok, and you know, individuals go to YouTube. But I really feel like there's a lot of upside for the business to business guys out there. If you're going B two B, look at LinkedIn, um, and you don't have to do anything more than just simply the. If you all you want to start with is something just a a, a video in your face, use LinkedIn, get it out there, and um, I think you're going to see a good rate of return, a good click through rate there. Yeah, and. As you mentioned LinkedIn, it just made me think about recruiting a little bit. Sure. I imagine that with this level of content for a business, it not only brings in more customers, but better people, oh, right? Yeah, because I mean, they they want to be a part of a better company. And if we're showing them with video that, hey, we are an amazing company, people, I mean, I imagine the recruiting gets easier too, right? Yeah, I've, I have a six post rule I tell all my clients about, which is this. I don't care if it's a client or somebody you want to have come on to your company. They are going to go to wherever they are most comfortable with. If they love LinkedIn, they'll go to LinkedIn. If they love Instagram or YouTube, they're going to go whatever app they are most comfortable with. And they are going to look at one of the last six posts that you put out there. They're not going to scroll any further. They don't care about your post from two months ago that was so great. They're going to look at one of those six posts. They're going to click on them and make a judgment about your company. Hey, but it was so, so good though, man. You know, dude, I mean, it was so good two months ago, right? It oh was yeah, so it was great. Good. Hey, but they, you scroll down to watch it. Like every time you log into your Instagram, you <laughs> yeah. go down there like, man, this is a great video. We crushed it. Look at all the views still pouring in on this, but they aren't. And they're going to make a judgment on your business based on what they click on. And so I challenge my customers and clients to look first at the last six posts on their business pages right now. What would you think about your business? Is it something that you would want to do? Like, man, this looks like the kind of people that I'd really want to work with. Or does it look like the same content that somebody else in your industry is putting out there? And if it is, you must get real with yourself and ask, am I doing anything to distinguish myself from the competition? Or am I just becoming more noise in mm -hmm. my vertical? And that is not easy to do. I'm not, I'm not diminishing how hard that is. But really look at it, and then you have to go, I need to do something about this. And that's what we're talking about here today, Ryan, is it? how do we do something about it? Professional content, scripted content that we do, that is where I think you start to make the difference. And you start to think about this stuff in a real way. You start to be really intentional with what you're doing. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting passionate about this stuff, man. I'm, <laughs> well, but I love it because I, love the intentional I, want to, part, right? I want people to get intentional about the content. And if you think about it from the six post rule, you'll really start to go, okay, well, shoot, I need to make sure when someone looks at this, that they believe in my business, that they want to do business with me, or they want to come on board and they want to work here. Um, and if you can really be intentional about that, I think you're on the right track going to 2024. I love the intention part because I think, you know, anything in life requires intention. You know, you got to have an intention to do something. Um, and I believe that 
you know, I do believe this, that if you can intentionally start content, producing content for your business, right? Personal content, even on your, like, uh, uh, what do you think about like a business owner posting personally to help them out oh. too? Just want to touch on that real quick is, yeah. do you think the business owner should be posting organic content for themselves as well, or okay. just business when you, when okay. you, you recommend? Okay. Yeah. So this is a real interesting one. This you're going into personal versus professional brand yeah. right now. So here's what I, what I tell my clients to do. You've got a, I'm going to use Facebook. You've got a personal page and you've got a business page for yourself. Your business page needs to have business content on there. Blue Collar Media Group, our page only has videos that we have completed on for other clients. I highlight those clients. I highlight our videos. I am doing only business on that page right there. If I like something on that personally, I will repost that to my page, but it's going to be from Blue Collar Media Group's page. So I want to keep my business separate from my personal. Now, if I have something personally that I like and that I think would be relevant to the business, I post to my personal, I go to my business, grab it from over there mm. and bring it in. And then I allow my business to make a comment on this personal post because mm. I want to give it context for somebody who's coming over to my business. That, that If you're a small business, what it makes it look like is you've got a marketing manager who went out there and saw it looked at it and brought it over. They don't need to know that you're the one who did it and just click between the button right there. But it, what you need to do is separate them. And if you feel like you want to bring them over, bring them over through the other entity and then allow context to the comment that you give to it. That's, that's a great rule to start from. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So coming to an end here a little bit, um, could you, so I got a couple of things here. Um, I want to do a fast, like a quick, a uh, couple questions here. Um, sure. Favorite business book and why right now? The like Power of One More, Ed Milet, without a doubt. Okay, why? Ed Milet, first of all, has been such a big influence on my life. And what this book teaches is how, how small the difference is between where you're at right now and where you want to be. We all think it's so many miles away, but I think we're so small of a difference. One more call every day. It's one more video one more cold, you know, anything, an email. We're one more away from so much in our life. And I believe that we don't do it because we think we're so far away from getting there. And mm. we're not. You're we're really so close. Just one more, one more rep, one more day, one more hour. It's one more. They're everywhere in your life right now. And I love the book and the concept, the power of one more at my let. Love that. Um, favorite movie of all time and why? <sighs> easy for me. It's Top Gun, the original. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the new one was great, but I'm a Top Gun guy through and through. I, I just, I love the movie so much. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, scene or, 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 or part in the movie? Favorite part in the movie is when he sits down and he's going at the, uh, the piano and it's him and Goose. And he's like, you shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Great ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So that I was, I don't know. I just love that scene. So yeah. before Goose dies and all that. So it's good, man. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite event, like industry event could be a conference or a 10 X conference or something like that, but favorite event uh, and why? So without a doubt for me, it is um, a lot of my clients, like I say, blue collar, um, roofing process conference. Uh, Dmitry Lipinski 
Um, a personal friend of mine and just a great individual puts on a conference. Roofing Insights is his YouTube channel. Um, it is so granular to help people. Um, he has such a good intention with being there um, to genuinely help roofing contractors. And uh, I like that. I like that honesty. I like that genuineness that it brings to the conference. So uh, pretty cool place. Okay. Final two questions here and you can yeah. answer them um, at the same time, but um, the best and worst advice you've ever received. So best, worst, and I'll let you choose which one you want to start with. The best piece of advice and the worst, man, that's a good one. And it can't um, be higher blue collar media group, you know? No, I already no. know that's the best advice that we could give oh, our audience yeah, well. right now, but you know, See here. Yeah, I'd say the worst piece of advice. I'll I'll start there. Um, I'm gonna, and they both kind of go together here. This is an interesting one. I, I haven't thought about this in a while. Um, I my mother and my father had very different ways of looking at the world, um, and my mother would say something like, "You did the best you could," you know, and she'd hold your head high, and. On the other end, my father would always ask me, he'd say, did you really do the best you could? Um, and that both, both meant well. Um, my mother wanted me to feel good and to get better and not be down on myself. But I really feel like that was the worst piece. I think that people will look at their life, the decisions they make, and they go, I, I did the best I could. When oftentimes, no, you didn't. You know, the, the example would be, did you really make the extra calls? Did you really stay at the office late and do the work? Did you really show up to the game like you told your son that you would? Um, did you really hold yourself accountable to not drinking when you said you wanted? Did you really do the best you could? Or are you just telling yourself that? Um, and for me, that advice still rings true today because I still fall on both sides of that equation. I still make the mistakes on both. And so I think that Ironically, as I think about it here with you, the best and worst piece of advice still still affect me regularly. Um, and so I, I, that'd be my challenge and, and maybe my, my opinion on that one. I love that, man. <clears throat> well, it's interesting because you have from the both mom and dad. And what's interesting yeah. is I have a similar one with the same exact thing, my parents. It's funny because you started as an employee, started the business. I, I, just to kind of curious about this one, but did you own a business before starting this one before? I owned one other business outright and it failed miserably <laughs> called your three bids.com was a great idea. Um, but, uh, your three bids.com. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I have a similar, uh, um, experience with my mom and dad. It's actually the same exact thing. My mom said the same thing. Dad said the same thing. Um, I love that. Um, and on the next podcast, maybe on the next podcast or something else we could they could talk about uh, um, some more stuff in there. Um, I love it, man. Yeah, yeah. So if um, if anybody wants to uh, look out for you guys, how can they learn more about what you're doing? Um, I think you have a podcast, right, as well? I do. Um, the podcast is The Patrick Carr Show. If you're not vain enough, like I always say, just name a show after you know yourself. <laughs> um, but The Patrick Carr Show, um, it's a combination of me doing some monologues. I do some motivational stuff. And then as well, um, interviewing some industry people. Uh, mostly in the roofing and restoration world, talking to business owners there. Um, and uh, so some good content right there. I enjoyed it. It's more of a passion project than anything like that for me. Love it. 
Well, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, appreciate it. Um, and just so everyone knows, next week we are not doing a podcast. Um, we have um, one of the cool things that we did. Um, this is our third or fourth year. I think it's our fourth year, no, third year doing this. But um, Friday is our last day of work at Service Legend. And then we return to work on January 2nd. And so all of our employees, that's kind of like their bonus, you know, is, is they get that time off and it's paid for them and they get to enjoy time with friends and family. So we have no podcast next week, guys, um, but we do have a webinar. Have you heard of uh, Prolific Brand Designs? Me? Mm -hmm. I have not. So now I have to tune in, man, to check out Prolific Brand Designs. Yeah, it's like it's like Kick Charge Creative or Dan Antonelli. Um, okay. they do a very similar work, but we're doing a webinar with him next Thursday at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all about branding a home service company, which it's, it's, it's very important to brand your company and then take that branding, those guidelines, all that stuff and make video content with it into next year. <laughs> I love it. So stay tuned in for that guys. Uh, appreciate your time this week and, uh, Patrick, appreciate your time and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks a lot. Bueno. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.